the magician say before he made all the police disappear <laughs> i don't know what a cab cadabra <laughs> today i just wanted to talk a little bit about how i didn't understand um that no like i guess half of the country didn't know that cops were kind of just guns for hire <laughs> when did you first realize that I think always, I don't think at any, like, my parents never specifically told me don't trust the cops, but they certainly didn't enjoy it when the cops were around. Like, I was told, I was taught to respect the cops, but I was also taught to just in general not disrespect people for no reason at all. But I mean, pretty quickly in grade school, like, I realized that the cops were assholes. I've been harassed by the police. As young as third grade. <laughs> yeah. It's been a mixed bag for me. But yeah, I definitely like the military and police were kind of the same thing. See, I was always taught very much so to respect the military, like explicitly respect the military because <laughs> of my mom. There was always respect for me. Yeah. So my dad served in the military as well. And uh, yeah, I was kind of like respect them, but don't. I don't know exactly how to say it. Don't trust them. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much what it was. Yeah. Because I have positive, like, I get in decent conversations with police officers. Like, I've talked to a lot of cops, yeah. especially in Jackson, because there's a very small amount of them. But it's one of those things where, theoretically, I should completely be terrified to walk anywhere. Like, at any point in time, just because of the <laughs> random encounters I've had with the police that had nothing to do with me. Like, that time when I was 14 and walking down the street, and I saw a cop go by and figured the cop was going to fuck with me and didn't know where the cop went. So, I looked behind me, and there was just a police car rolling real slow with the passenger with a gun trained on me, walking with the door open as a shield, and he just screamed, it's not him. <laughs> and got back in the car and they drove off. <laughs> Shit like that. Or like the time I was in my friend's house and there was a fucking meth raid and a bunch of cops just kicked in the door. And we just sat there for like an hour talking to a cop because they were arresting a bunch of other people. <laughs> like, Wait, so you were in the meth house? No, we were just in the apartment complex. Oh, and okay. they were doing a raid on the complex. So they just gotcha. kicked in yeah, yeah. all the doors. So... I had a crazy uh, meth raid happen <laughs> at an apartment complex I lived at. That's awesome. How'd yours go? Uh, it happened at about 6.30, if I remember right. It was early morning. I was going to say, at like p.m. <laughs> <laughs> no. Right before like dinner, we were all sitting down to tuck into a nice family. Well, it woke us up. So at the time, I was living with two other guys... And I know my girlfriend at the time was there. I think the other two guys had girlfriends there as well, if I remember right. But we all just woke up like, what is going on? Because <laughs> there was a bunch of loud bangs. Yeah. And we could tell they were coming from nearby, like in the apartment complex. 
So this apartment complex was kind of set up almost like a square where like the middle was an open courtyard. So it was on the opposite side of the square from where we were. So we had like a perfect view into it. But these loud bangs woke us up first. And then it was like people screaming and more bangs. And we were like, are people getting shot? Like, what's going on? We were all freaked no, out. Those are the peaceful, uh, less than lethal weapons they're using on the tweakers <laughs> over there. Yeah. So then we start looking out the window and we immediately see like five cops with like one of those battering ram things. Just I think they're actually just it. called battering rams. I don't think I they think changed so. the name of them because they got smaller. <laughs> yeah. That's, every time I imagine a battering ram, I imagine like five dwarves. Hole in a log. Uh, So, yeah, they're going out the door, and then, you know, they all go in, guns drawn. They pull out, like, five people. And, I mean, that's pretty much it as far as what we witnessed. But later we learned. So this was about 2012, 2011, 2012, I would say. But I bring that up because this is right after Breaking Bad came out. Uh, see, I- and these people were literally doing the Breaking Bad model of like cook up the meth in the RV. Yeah. But they had rented a U-Haul uh, and they parked it in the apartment complex. <laughs> that's not a good way to fucking operate. Yeah. That's like when I was working <laughs> working when I was living in Oregon and I was watching the news. There's a lady that got arrested in one of the Walmarts because she had built a portable meth lab in her backpack <laughs> and was pouring all of the chemicals that she was stealing, like actively at the time, stealing them directly from the store and putting them into her meth lab. And she did not get caught stealing. She got caught because her meth lab went up, Dang. which just happened to be on her back. <laughs> no, I'm just a amateur chemist. <laughs> Dude, the fucking news story was like kind of pro her. Like everyone I talked to about it has been too. Everyone's kind of just like very industrious. <laughs> I can't really blame you for that. And I hope her parole officer sees that as well and knows that she has a bright future working in <laughs> chemistry. If only given the chance. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, we we don't really like the meth part of it, but your ingenuity is top notch. <laughs> and anytime I've ever had to really deal with the cops that are there for like a reason that they're actually supposed to stop something illegal, that's not what's happened. Like yeah. even when I'm doing something illegal and they're supposed to stop me from doing it, they don't. Yeah. All the way around. It's just a really bizarre situation. <laughs> I do have another recent weird cop story. Is it? Did you make out with a cop to get out of a ticket? <laughs> I wish that was it. Um, no, there was another apartment complex I lived at. It had one. It had a singular entrance and exit. That's dangerous. Is this this last place? <laughs> yeah. Oh, gotcha. Uh, that place is a kill box. Yeah. And it's in downtown Phoenix, like almost center of downtown. I bring that up because there's like a lot of traffic and confused people, like all the people that drive downtown and they're like, what is this a one way street? What that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> and someone had parked on a main street, like a three lane street that, is in downtown people are driving on it constantly 
right in front of the entrance to our apartment complex so no one could get in or out and it's the only way to get in or out (laughs) so i called the police on the police (laughs) no this is just a rand as far as i know random citizen just gotcha. parked their car okay for in a the second middle i thought of a it was busy a cop street. car parked in the middle and i was like well like they're parked on the you know the far right side of the road but it's a lane of traffic it's like there's not even a bike lane there it's yes, just the far right they side. really really tried hard to put your complex in <laughs> yeah and it's this was like midnight or something i think it was a friday or a saturday so that's the other thing with downtown is like everyone comes for the weekend. They don't know where to park or like where it's legal, all that kind of stuff. So I think it's someone that was confused or whatever. But the police come and I'm like, yeah, this car's parked here. Like no one can get in or out. And like this is just becoming more of a problem too at the time. So I'm explaining it to him and this cop is like looking around on the street and he's like, huh. And I'm like, yeah, so, like, what's the deal or whatever, <laughs> talking to him? And he's like, well, I don't see a sign that says no parking. In the <laughs> in the entrance to the... This is just... I'm, I'll name the street. It was just on street. Yes, it was but like, like someone just went on street and was like, I'll stop here and park. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's even like if he thought he was pulled off to the side of the road. There's only what, like you said, the entrance to your apartment complex is a, is paved as a road. It's not like sidewalk material. It's yeah, got it's a asphalt. ramp like, yeah. into it. <laughs> it's You're not required to have a no parking sign in a throughway. I'm Well, I guess it's not technically a throughway now, is it? Yeah. I wonder if that place exists in one of those, uh, like, nebulous parts of the law where technically no one can do anything to it. <laughs> like, just Damn. have municipal, municipal purgatory statutes. <laughs> Maybe. It should definitely be a parking lot by now, or a parking garage, so you could be right. It just exists in its own weird little zoning universe. Yeah. <laughs> I want to tell you about the cops and because they're probably the Nature most cops. Well, the, no, not rangers. Talk about <laughs> right. I don't mean the actual. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about police officers in the town of, which right. I will probably bleep out the name due to the nature of this story. Okay. So, long story short, there was quite a few times where at the end of my day. I would work as security, but I wasn't actually a security employee. Uh, I would, in that matter, be uh, very drunk and have to talk to the cops a lot. And they (laughs) generally never had a problem with me being plastered and enforcing rules, which they probably should have. But at some point in time, I was trying to get some dude out of the middle of a very snowy road because there were cops around and that's why i was like hey dude you should probably get up and start walking because his friends just kind of walked off so this is just a man not in a car just laying in the road this is in a small town at the end it's like two in the morning everybody's leaving the bars i'm actually outside to talk to the police in the first place because some shit went down and we had to make sure somebody like left the vicinity and while i was looking for a cop I just happened to see these three people walking in the middle of the road, and it's snowing out. So I walk over. 
the guy just falls over and his friends like walk up. So I like kind of <laughs> like, walk well, over and I'm like, him. hey man, let's get up. There's cops all over the place. Like you're gonna go to jail. And like right as I'm helping him up, a headlight turns on and I look over and the whole time there's just been a sheriff's car parked like maybe 80 feet away watching the whole fucking thing. <laughs> so I immediately like walk up to him like, hey, man, I don't know this guy, like whatever. He's like, yeah, I know. I was sitting here like watching it. I saw you tried to help. And like he happened to be training and he had two other cars with him and he sent a bunch of his like he sent all of those guys to track down the friends and give them a stern talking to about ditching their friend. <laughs> okay. So then I went on my that's just like how this interaction started yeah then i went on to my actual mission which was to ask the cops if they've seen some guy and if they could please keep an eye out for him because he swore some revenge and it's like one of those things people swear revenge at the bar if you can you try and make sure that they're not hiding behind the bar at the end of the night <laughs> yeah for sure and i talked to him and like everything's great and i'm walking away and they're also letting the other guy go like he's not in trouble his friends are getting talked to. He's being told that he's getting a ride home or whatever because the cops in are very soft-handed most of the time. But as he's, as I'm walking away and the other guy is like sitting there, he asks him, or he doesn't ask him, he's like, oh, that guy is my candidate. And I was really drunk and I need to know what the fuck a sheriff is getting a candidate for. So I turned around and asked him, I was like, <laughs> what does that mean? And he told me that at the beginning of the shift for the night crew, it's the first, like before the sun goes down, they're all allowed to choose candidates, which are people who are going to dead to rights end up in jail that night. <laughs> and something is one, it's like a six pack. Whoever wins gets like a six pack or something. It's one of those weird bets, yeah. but it's a improper to bet. On people going to jail, but hilarious, because one of the things that this does is it imbues you with a very strange uh, shield from the law, because the rules to that <laughs> game are you have to, under your own steam, go to jail. Right. Yeah, which you indicates, can't influence it, or you can't. Yeah, yeah you're not you allowed to play it straight. Well, so, like, you're not allowed to, like, pull over that guy's car for, like, a seatbelt infraction right. and take them to jail for it. Yeah. They have to do something stupid. And then he proceeded to explain to me, he's like, yeah, like, people were speaking Pig Latin. And it turns out that Pig Latin is just when you're all drunk talking to people. Yeah. And that's just, like, what the police call that. And he proceeded to explain, like, how often they're all completely right about how who ends up in jail. But the fact <laughs> that there is a rule that specifically indicates they're not allowed to influence the outcome of it means that at some point in time, somebody did for a while. <laughs> there was somebody cheating in that game and people were just unjustly getting thrown in the drunk tank. But yeah, that's... So imagine that in every city, everywhere, as like what people do is just every time now I think of cops and I'm like, oh, you guys are all just kind of dicks <laughs> playing games with everybody's life tired of oppressive poop logging regulations at work did you recently buy the new unicorp biowaste scanner well check out our new deck of 365 poop cards aptly named bullshit 
it tricks a bioway scanner into thinking you've dropped a real one. Each deck is randomly generated and unique. With 365 designs, this pack lasts a full year. Don't give them your real biodata. Give them bullshit. This message was brought to you by the Revolution LLC. <laughs> I mean, I have more, but everything else is sad. Yeah, I mean, I was just giving the long gaze of despair while I let that sink in. <laughs> I mean, but you can still rely on a judge and the justice system. Oh, can I? I've actually rethought <laughs> how I think about judges lately. I don't know how I think about judges. I mean, you're bringing it up because of the Supreme Court? Well, yes, that's what spurred me rethinking how I valued judges. But <laughs> realistically, the change would have happened the second I thought of judges again. Like, it, yeah. in the you, you reevaluate things every once in a while. Right. That's what spurred the reevaluation. But the change in the evaluation would have probably been the same. It just yeah. would have taken, you know, maybe in 60. When I think of a judge, the defining feature that comes to mind for me is a wig. That's funny because <laughs> I just recently found out that uh, Australia also has wigged judges. Yeah, what, the Great Britain and Australia do that stuff? Yes, which makes sense. Yeah, but kind of. <laughs> other than the wig part, like it makes sense that they both do it. The only thing I, because I've thought about the wig thing a couple of times, and the only thing I can think of is it's an equality thing. And if everyone's wearing the same wig, then... Well, it's... <coughs> so... <laughs> you know that's the guy making the decision? Well, no. Imagine uh, we were talking about the Victorian era and how quite often fashion ends up becoming, like, part of how everything works. Right. So imagine if you got the newest, coolest haircut and that, like, people in public saw that and that was how you were getting influence is like if you were running to be a judge i don't know how judges are selected and like <laughs> i know kind of how they're selected here but in other countries i have no idea yeah but like as a as a sway thing so that when when everyone is collected as a judge there is no uh, fashion to distract people or sway of opinion because you have like this sweet pompadour yeah but wouldn't everyone feel like inferior i mean that's not a problem so long as everyone's equal <laughs> yeah i guess so i'm surprised that it's persisted the no, wig i can't understand it at all because i don't ever hear anybody talk about how cool they are i think the robe makes sense because robes are comfy i also think the robes are kind of <laughs> weird the robes are only weird when you start thinking of, the, of them in the like society sense like i kind of think at this point in time any societal gathering that involves robes should probably update just because of bad publicity <laughs> like what uh, the klu klux klan okay um, yeah good one <laughs> the whole freemasons thing is kind of still up there yeah. uh, witches yeah witches which but i guess i could get in trouble there's positive like. witches well i mean so did that's Judges. when a robe crosses a unacceptable border is <laughs> when you put a hood on it. <laughs> well, I mean, and then there's also the religious aspect where everybody else is clergymen and monks. Yeah. Which is along the lines of where my reevaluation of judges went in. Because <laughs> I used to think that judges were a lot smarter than they are. 
basically i forgot to adapt to those it's like it, i probably said this before to you many times like when i used to think people who owned stores were like important people in society and i don't mean like important in the fact that they're like required for the economy to work so they're actually like a backboard bone of things that work but as in like i thought that if you owned a grocery store you were a mayor of something yeah they were like wise professional yes resources yes and now i'm at the point where i'm like oh our mayors aren't even that like that's a guy that decided he wanted to be mayor we don't go and hunt down our politicians which is how we should choose our politicians uh, but yeah we we get the guy who decided he wanted to be in front of everybody which is not the best way to choose who makes decisions yeah, I wonder if a lot of people start out with the idea of, I will be a judge, or if just a lot of lawyers eventually I've, kind of transition into that role. I've thought about it just based on the fact that I hate being bribed, but it's only because people that try and bribe me don't know how to bribe me. Like, <laughs> I'm completely, completely bribable. You just have to know my value system, and that is a very alien thing to most people. <laughs> What's the easiest way to bribe you? I mean, for one, not having to ask how to bribe me. But for <laughs> oh, two, man, especially if you're trying to get something that's like special behavior, the likelihoods of me granting you special behavior for paying you as opposed to giving it to you for free, like I'm more likely to give you something for free than I am to illegally charge you for it. Yeah. Like I'm all about breaking rules and doing weird shit, but... uh if you walk up, uh, this used to happen a lot where people would try and cut the line and uh, give me 50 to $100 for a slice of pizza. Wow. Yeah, fuck that guy. Dude, <laughs> I don't, that guy can go fuck himself. If he's going to walk up to me, hey, it's in front of everybody. Like, I'm not getting away with it. And yeah. to some degree, if I took $50 and gave somebody a slice of pizza, no one would get mad at me. <laughs> Everyone, like, the person that was in front of me might have a leg to stand on on being like, pay for my slice of pizza because you just took my spot in line but realistically i don't like money i don't like being forced to have a job <laughs> double paying me to do something i don't like isn't gonna make me give you special favor you're doubling down on the wrong thing all that guy had to do was like feed a puppy or some shit like if i saw him do something nice far away and he walked <laughs> up and was like hey man is there any chance, like, I can get a slice? I have to go real quick. Probably. Just get a free fucking slice. <laughs> Not walk up to me and be like, hey, man, I got 50 bucks and I'm more important than everyone you've ever seen. <laughs> so you heard it here. Best way to bribe Keelan? Feed a puppy? <laughs> yeah. Slightly out of sight of him. Yeah. Uh, just in sight, but far away. Good luck doing <laughs> that when I'm in a kitchen. <laughs> Yeah, they, like, eat at the restaurant just to feed the puppy on the side. And so they can, like, peek so at So they you. can bribe me for what? <laughs> That's the other thing is a lot of people don't need to bribe me. Like, I end up in a lot of security situations, but that is also because I'm somewhat unapproachable. Yeah. Like, it's not because I'm skilled. <laughs> what if they gave Judge Dredd that ridiculous white fluffy wig that's that animation exists or not animation that picture exists oh it has There's, to well no i've seen it, it. is it in an official issue i don't think i i'm not sure if there's an official issue but it wouldn't surprise me as a cover but i've seen a whole panel of him wearing it yeah <laughs> did you have you seen the judge dread movies well it's so 
I've watched the first one a few times. It's got one of my favorite quotes. That's uh, recycled food. It's good for the environment and okay for you. <laughs> but uh, the second one, I could not enjoy. Like, I think I watched the whole thing through. Oh, the I kind of like that one. <laughs> well, I know. But the thing that I like about Judge Dredd is not the city. It's the entirety of the world. Okay. So the first movie scratches that itch. He goes into the wasteland. He sees how like <laughs> terrible shit is. Like it gives you at least a peek into the whole world. Yeah. Versus in the remake, you literally never leave a room. You're in the same fucking building the whole fucking time. Yeah. Which is like the whole megaplex, blah blah blah. But that idea is so spent in my brain. Yeah. It it was like modeled after. Uh... Kowloon, right? The walled city. Die Hard. It was Die Hard. Yeah, Die Hard. Christmas Story. Uh, Die Hard, the Christmas Story. (laughs) I thought for a second you were comparing it to a Christmas story. (laughs) I love, in the more recent Judge Dredd movie, I think it was still just called Judge Dredd. I don't know. I think it was just called Dredd. Okay. Uh, There was a great drug in it. I forget the name of it, but it just had a cool visual effect. People would take this drug. Was it light? The effect. Well, the administration. Uh, I if I remember, it was an inhaler. Gotcha. I'm trying to remember. There was a movie. This is a tangent on something. Uh, when I was <laughs> in high school, I had this idea that I was going to turn into a short story about people that discovered a light wave that got you high. So they started selling basically weird laser pens. But recently I saw a movie that that's in, and I can't fucking remember (laughs) what it is. It just flashes in your eyes. No, it's more like, no, it's like you actually have to expose it to like a vein for a regular amount of time. So you would like, it takes like five minutes to get high. That's the whole like premise of it is you can get caught doing it. This is an idea that was malformed as a child and then revisited <laughs> as an adult and abandoned because of its lacking. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was an inhaler in Judge Dredd. I feel like they called it drop or something like that. I was going to say, is it just jet? Because I know how to make jet. jet. You need some <laughs> Brahmin. You take the Brahmin <laughs> shit. You mix that shit with the FEE virus. You put that in an inhaler, then you get plus 15 to AP. Heck yeah. Yeah. How many judges can you name? Like none. Literally none. <laughs> you can name at least one. Dread. Judge Dread. Okay, then two. Scott I know another one you Thomas? can name. Is Scott Thomas one? Scott Thomas. Yeah. From Kids in the Hall? No. That's I Scott feel Thompson. like we have a <laughs> Judge Scott Thomas somewhere. But yeah, uh, I mean... Ruth Gator Ginsburg, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> okay, yeah. See, there you go. That's literally Judy. Oh, Are she's you forgetting not... Judge Judy. <laughs> Is she legally a judge? I think she. At one point, she was. She might be solely a TV judge now. And I know that that has zero to do with the legal system. <laughs> she was something in the legal system. Well, I know, but, but yeah, now the show, like the yeah, show, the is show purely has entertainment. Absolutely nothing to do with the legal system. Yeah, basically they pay somebody to get embarrassed on TV. <laughs> what about the People's Court? Do you remember those judges? I remember. Wasn't the People's Court a sitcom, or am I thinking Night Court? Uh, I think you're thinking of Night Court. 
the people's court was very much like oh, Judge Judy. The people's court. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know about that. I don't know what their whole thing was. I'm pretty sure they all have to be because don't we have a law about there being uh, cameras in certain proceedings? I think it's up to the judge's discretion. A judge can be like, But nah. I think that was somewhat new. Could be. Yeah. And by new, I mean like, you know, 100 years old. Yeah, I I picked up what you were throwing down there. But they didn't. They didn't, Adam. <laughs> yeah, because that is interesting, actually. Like, as soon as cameras were around, how the justice system changed. Well, kind of how human beings change. Because we still, in my opinion, don't have great memories, and we record everything, and people still dispute shit. <laughs> yeah. Finding your days of toil endless and devoid of joy, do your peers seem to float through life without the fears and doubts that cripple your mind? Join us for this free educational course in submission and authority. Wipe that mind clean of the questions about your value in society. Join today and be the sub you've always been afraid of. choice for your future i was reading about the last executioner of france (laughs) kind of related to judges well i mean that's who decides who executes people in a fair society i'm pretty sure yeah yeah the judge decides and then you know the executioner uh does the deed yeah (laughs) so in france they were still beheading people with the guillotine into like the 70s i know about that (laughs) you would be surprised at how draconian everything was remember we just brought back the firing squad (laughs) i actually feel like the firing squad is way more humane although maybe the guillotine is a lot quicker well so the whole argument is how long does your brain live and give you pain yeah, and there's a lot of accounts of, like, heads doing stuff after they chopped them off. Yeah, so And then what? people doing experiments, too, like, trying to talk shit to, like, decapitated heads yeah. to see if they'd react. Well, so what in a firing <laughs> squad makes that not happen? Yeah. I, j- I think a firing squad is a little more humane because of the people that are carrying out the execution. Right, because they don't know who fired the shot that killed the dude. Okay, so it's humane to the person executing them. Yeah, I mean, like not the the person being executed. (laughs) So all of the argument that's going on about execution right now is for the person (laughs) being executed. No one is considering the executor because we live in a terrible society (laughs) where we have no shortage of people that don't mind executing people. (laughs) I guess so, yeah. Like, I get the whole firing squad is better... In my opinion as well, because I don't think I could, like, run a guillotine. That wouldn't, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't sit well with me. But as far as the, like, how the person being killed is treated, which is why we brought back the firing squad, because the person being killed was supposedly in pain from the injections, which I'm inclined to believe due to science. Yeah. Um, and we were having trouble affording the medication that doesn't do that to kill someone. So we went with bullets, but I don't see, like, if you get shot in the heart, you have the same amount of chance of your head being alive when you're dead. (laughs) So I don't see it being much different than a guillotine. 
Yeah, I couldn't believe it that they were still using the guillotine until 77, I think, if I remember right. Cool. The town I lived in in Oregon had a hanging tree in 1996 when they took it down. (laughs) That's insane. What's insane is it was like part of the town square. Well, I mean, that's how they were doing it in France to kind of loop back around. Um, They were still doing them in public squares in the 40s. And who the fuck was getting executed in the 40s publicly? Jesus. (laughs) So I remember the guy's name was Eugene. I forget his last name just because I thought Eugene, they like they're killing a nerd. How funny is that? (laughs) It's not how names work, Adam. (laughs) Um, I think it was Eugene Weidman, maybe a name like that. Um, But so... I guess that one is also on video because someone had set up a video camera in their apartment that was near the public square. I was going to say, was it on purpose? I think it was on purpose. Uh, so Snuff films. We were talking <laughs> about that the other day, too. Yeah. I, d- I found it on YouTube and it's like some super grainy, pixelated old, like what you would expect a movie from the 40s shot from an apartment window to look like. Um, excellent. <laughs> Perfect cinematography. Um, Like, did they wait till the golden... Do you wait till the golden hour to execute somebody? Well, I know that was a thing with this execution, too. So, they had previously done them, I think, early in the morning. But they had started doing them later in the day. And there started to be more crowds. And people that were like just hanging out and basically starting like mini riots almost like just hype crowds going crazy okay i was gonna say not so they weren't in protest to them beheading people they were all just like going to a football game and (laughs) the guy that they wanted to live lost so they all just started turning over like fig carts and shit well it's not that far ago (laughs) they could have had normal carts it could have been a hot dog cart about but yeah, so they stopped doing them in public in the 40s, but they kept doing it until the 70s. And there was an official executioner. That was this guy. Marcel was his first name. I forget his last name. He was Marcel the Shell with an axe on. Oh, I still have it up. Uh, Chevalier, oh, I believe. Ch- is Chevalier. how you pronounce it? I'd... But yeah, he was the official uh, chief executioner of the French Republic until 1981. That sounds a lot like he kills the French Republic. (laughs) But his job is to kill the heads of state. (laughs) He's like, no, no, I work for them. I just imagine him like in an embassy somewhere. That's... I (laughs) get this guy. (laughs) I recently, I kind of wish, I feel like it was Hank Green or not Hank Green. What's the other one? One of the greens Hank is Hill? the science green. No, oh. the other green <laughs> of the Vlog Brothers. But one of them is the sciencey guy, and the other one's the author. Green yeah. is their last name. Yeah, I don't know. Of the Vlog Brothers. They're like a early on YouTube. Uh, hmm. I'm not sure. He was telling a story about, uh, or basically, he was giving a summary of the journals of an executioner in i think the 1700s that 
like his dad was an old drunk executioner that was like his dad didn't want to be one but it was a family business but his son was like really into it and not like really really into it like he wasn't into dead bodies but he was really into doing a professional job so he has an (laughs) excellent journal of all of his like uh dealings with beheading people and his basically uh status reports after every single beheading including (laughs) the ones that went badly because that he didn't have a guillotine he used an axe (laughs) he's like man i swung hard but i missed i just hit him in the shoulder well it's not necessarily (laughs) miss like imagine getting hitting a vertebrae instead of between a vertebrae Right. It doesn't come off. You just <laughs> yeah. shoot some dude and he's alive screaming while you have to pry your fucking axe out of him in front of like 50 people. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the main advantages of the guillotine, right? It's like you were pretty much going to get a clean sweep no matter what because you had all well, that gravity right. and everything working. So specifically, there are stories about that not working out. But yes, that was supposed to be a thing because um, when shit gets rusty... <laughs> It loses mass. Yeah. So if you let your shit rust, even if you go and sharpen it right before, it might not have the mass to clear a person. <laughs> if you were sitting there in the stocks on the guillotine. You about to ask me what I would do <laughs> if it didn't go all the way through? I would scream a lot, Adam. I would scream a lot and hopefully, hopefully have the common sense to say something somewhat clever like I knew it. Exactly. That's what I was looking for. See, if if you really can say something after you get your head cut off. After I get my head cut <laughs> off? Well, I mean, the, I was asking you if you were stuck. But if you could say something afterwards, like, you just get one line to, like, throw out to the crowd. But I know it gets to be one line. Yeah. Or does everybody get this? What do you mean? Everyone like, that's getting beheaded? Is this a known thing that when you get beheaded, you just get to like, deliver a line <laughs> afterwards? Yeah, it's, it's like the last meal. They're like, well, you get your last punchline. But, but everybody knows about it. Because if nobody knows about it, but I know I get to, I'm going to use it to pretend like I'm God or something. I'm going to fuck with everybody. Oh, but yeah, the crowd doesn't know. Maybe the system knows, you know, like the executioner. He's like, yeah, you get yeah. your last line. Well, if the crowd doesn't know, then I'm probably going to try and reveal somebody's secrets. <laughs> and make it seem like I was executed, like, by God. But if everybody does know, I'm just going to talk shit about somebody I didn't like. Like, that's just how that's going to go. <laughs> or possibly say goodbye to my loved ones, but I don't really see having any if I got beheaded. Hmm. It's all about the journey, and the one to the guillotine is lonely. <laughs> I think I would leave my eyes closed, and then once my head rolled, I would open my eyes and go, abracadabra. <laughs> That's, um, you're supposed to say that before the magic trick, Adam. If you say it after the magic trick, you'll die, like you do. <laughs> That's, everyone's gonna say that that's why you died. Not because of the beheading, but because you did a failed magic trick, and you said the magic words at the wrong time. Yeah, that's the legacy that I want to leave. He should have just said abracadabra <laughs> before the guillotine fell he'd be with us now (laughs) that's my legacy i go down in history well i mean it becomes a child's like nursery rhyme they like say your abracadabra before the guillotine like yeah do you know how uh houdini died uh he got punched right in the stomach yeah which was like a thing he did but then someone kind of sucker punched him well he also had internal like injuries 
Yeah. Like he had some shit actually going on. There was like a few complications that led to it. But I'm kind of wondering how many people know that because I learned that he died, I think, by getting shot by a cannon or something when I was a kid. Like I, as a child, was told that Houdini died <laughs> several different ways and none of them was a punch in the stomach. Yeah. How do you get that kind of protection where just everybody lies about how you die for generations until actually telling the truth becomes like uh, financially feasible? Because that's the only reason why anybody knows, because somebody wrote a book about Houdini and it sold well. <laughs> right. I wasn't um, the inventor of the, I'm trying to think of the word, Segway. He like, had the same thing. Where he got punched in the stomach and died? <laughs> No, uh, I was gonna say where, like a, a fake death story about him went around for a long time he, about how he drove a Segway off a cliff. Oh, well, I mean, that's <laughs> that'll happen when you invent the Segway. <laughs> Frankly, I think it's hilarious that the thing that no one makes fun of is called a fucking hoverboard and is a Segway without the fucking handlebars. Yeah. People made fun of those things until they caught on fire. Then they made yeah. fun of the fact that they caught on fire. And yep. now nobody talks about them at all. Sometimes you just see somebody who's like attached one to an armchair. Yeah, they were everywhere for a while. I don't really see. Well, there's still them. quite a, people just started modding them more than anything. Yeah, but people also pointedly don't make fun of them, <laughs> which is something they're very make fun. Like people make fun of one wheels more than they make fun of hoverboards. You think so? Yeah, but I also think that one wheels sell better. So they're actually, like, around to make fun of. Yeah. Well, you don't really ride a hoverboard in public as much, right? I see them as more of, like, an indoor thing. No, that wouldn't. They're, like, this wide, man. Yeah. But I, was, I see a lot of videos of people, like... Doing them in malls? Uh, I guess I've seen some of those. But I see, like, people doing crazy yoga on them or uh, doing, like, weird stuff in their house on them. I always see people who have attached them to, like, shopping carts as the front wheel. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's all like crazy. I, I do believe Florida doesn't require a license if you build a vehicle using two hoverboards. Okay. That's Is probably street true. Legal? <laughs> I mean, in Florida, <laughs> yes, but in Arizona, that's, I think, would go into the 50 cc's. In Florida, rule. they're just like, if it moves faster than a gator, you got to get a license. <laughs> I think it can. I, I don't know about that. I, think, I don't know anything about Florida. Well, I was going to say, if anything, like you could probably much fat like boa constrictor. Like if it goes faster than a boa constrictor. But I also don't see them requiring a license for you to do something dangerous. <laughs> like maybe the other way where if it goes slower than a gator, you have to have a license. But the faster it gets, the younger you're allowed to drive it without a shirt on. <laughs> Talking shit about Florida is a lot of fun, but I'm from Arizona, where we're almost Florida. We're yeah. just land in the desert, Florida. I can think of one more judge. <laughs> Who's the one more judge? Judge Reinhold. Is that popular 80s movie character? I, so I have the name in my head. I don't have to whom. Let me pull him up. I'm struggling to think of a movie he's in. I'm pretty sure he was in uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Is he the blonde guy? 
He's this guy. That's an old picture of him, though. Yeah, that's Fast Times at Rich Mile High. Okay, yeah, I know who that is. That guy's a judge. <laughs> no, his name is Judge Reinhold. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Because I, no, I forgot we named people Judge. Which actually reminds me of another judge, Aaron Judge. It's he's not, a baseball player. Neither of those people are judges, <laughs> just so we're clear. Like, he's technically a judge due to the name Judge, but he is not a, like, he would probably get in trouble if they, oh, man, that'd be great. Just getting pulled over and be like, but I'm a judge. <laughs> Just looking at the cop's face while he uh, starts beating the shit out of you for not being funny enough. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Judge is about to, well, could potentially break some records. He shouldn't do that to all that vinyl. Monasty Sports Spurts. Oh, it's time for Monasty Sports Spurts. I mean, <laughs> he just hit 60 home runs in a single season. What was the previous? Um, so the he plays for the Yankees. The Yankees record is 61, which is by, okay. Uh, so it's so it's only the Yankees record he'd be beating, or is it the record for? Well, I'm not sure how many games are left in the season. It's only a handful. It's like less than 10. But is he beating? the everybody's record or is he beating the Yankees record? Uh, he will likely beat the Yankees record, but probably not the all-time record. So all of these guys have their own internal records that they brag about? Yeah, baseball's weird like that. Um, and <laughs> you... also because like the top two home, uh, the top three. Oh, that's what the fiber Wait, optics thing was about. Is where it? should we get? One, two, three, four, five, six. The top six home run totals are by dudes on steroids. So he would essentially yeah. be breaking the actual home run record, provided that he's not on steroids. <laughs> Which is more likely than it used to be. I don't... I'm kind of for the people who are just making two leagues. Yeah, I totally league agree. And make a steroid league. And, yeah, uh, I think we've both been saying this it. for a long time. That's oh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but as far as like football goes, I think they should... Each team should have one of those robots that's on the commercials for one play out of the game. Like, yeah, the mascot I, guy. Well, no, he'd be a player then, but I do. I think he should be able to use lethal force during that play. Yeah, Aaron Judge, though, he just hit uh, number 60. So the steroid, <laughs> the not on steroids record is basically 61. That's ridiculous that we have both. The book of <laughs> asterisks. Asterisks. Yeah. You know what they did with that? Uh, so Barry Bonds is the top dude with 73. Yeah. Um, and they have the actual ball, like the home run ball. And um, Mark Echo bought it. The fashion designer. You know, Mark Echo had like I, the Rhino logo. Okay. Yes. Kind of like do. a hip hop brand, no, I guess. I, so. <sighs> I have a dumb high school girls in my head <laughs> is who wore that. Very popular when we were in high school. Yeah. Definitely. Probably wore that with some like fat DC shoes some or something. Billabong. <laughs> Get yeah. you some of that there billabong lady. Like a white belt. <laughs> I don't oh, man. Children's belts in general were just terrible. Yeah. They'd never figured out how to make a smaller belt for a person, so everyone's just walking around in grown-up-sized belts. <laughs> yeah. But uh, 
the home run ball, the Barry Bonds home run ball, Mark Echo bought it and he ran an online poll to see if he should. There were a few options. Um, Turn it into a cod piece. <laughs> I believe that was option number three. Um, one of them was to just give it to the Baseball Hall of Fame. One was to stamp it with a huge asterisk and give it to the Baseball Hall of Fame. And the other one was launch it into space. So none of them were raise money for people who need it. <laughs> like, none of them was put a giant asterisk on it and sell it to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> donate the money to charity to fight drug addiction. It could have been. If I remember right, Mark Echo is actually kind of a decent dude. I don't really remember well, these mean, details either, but I'm pretty not, sure that was the deal. Even not decent people generally try and spin their shit to at least include some form of feeding the poor. Because yeah. life's a sham. Yep. That's it. There was no extra to that. Life is a sham. <laughs> and we are all hollow shells living within it. And that is today's life lesson. No, no plugs? Oh, we can do plugs. I got my hair plugs in right now. That's not true i just recently <laughs> found out that i have no idea what hair plugs are isn't hair plugs just where they take the hair, hair from the back of your head and they move it up front to like stimulate growth i think so i think that's what i they thought are. i saw somebody like i watched a video on it it was gross so i forgot everything in it yeah it is weird it looks like some kind of freaky biological lawn care type of thing it does Biological long hairs, Chris. Anyway. Plug it, it up. Oh, uh, you can find me at Jane Fritz, J-A-I-N Fritz, um, with an S on Instagram and Twitter, but I don't really do the Twitter thing. Yeah, and on Instagram, I am VR Frittatas. Uh, there's also the official UPP Twitter and twitch channel and if you like twitch and you like video games you can watch me and my wife stream there as well uh her name is andy a-n-d-e-e -E, underscore pants andy pants see you there goodbye later my french is very uh phoenician